Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. After more than four months of being trapped in our 5k, the road, and indeed the summer, is starting to stretch out in front of us. From June the 2nd, hotels... B&Bs, guest houses and self-catering accommodation can reopen for guests. Foreign travel remains a no-go, but the race for staycations is hotting up. So while many of us might be dreaming of sun, sand and sangria, it'll be a while before we can figure out exactly how to make that happen. In the meantime, it appears we'll have to settle for sheltering from the rain in Connemara. Even that will be a welcome break after a very difficult year. I'm Kevin Doyle and you're listening to In Focus, the current affairs podcast from independent.ie. Today I'll be talking to Irish independent travel editor Polo Canila about where to go, how it will all work and whether there is any way to avoid feeling ripped off. Now we can't go out and expect a party like it's 2019, but we can go out and we can holiday and we have something to look forward to. Paul, before we even start to think about going somewhere. Give us an outline of the reopening of Ireland in terms of the timeline. Yeah, we have a couple of dates. Here's the pathway to holidays, as so to speak. On May 10th, we're going to be allowed to travel around the country. Museums, galleries and outdoor activity providers also open from them. So that means everything from a, a boat tour to, you know, bike hire or a surf lesson, stuff like that, that you can do in the outdoors safely. A couple of weeks later, on June the 2nd, we see all accommodation allowed to resume. So that means everything from hotels and B&Bs through to self-catering and campsites. But the restaurants and this is an important point, will only be available to residents. After the bank holiday on June 7th, then we see the final date in the current plan and that's when outdoor dining in pubs and restaurants will be allowed. So beyond that, we don't know. It's all dependent on how the the virus and the vaccination situation evolves. So that's what we know for now. So you talk about outdoor dining and obviously the government have put this big play on this being the summer of outdoors. The one thing that we're not being told is that we have to get a bag of chicken nuggets and chips for nine euro this time round. Thank goodness we're not fixating on a nine euro meal, which of course lots of people paid for just to get that coveted pint at the end of lockdown. Outdoor dining is not going to work in the same way for everybody. It's all well and good if you have the space for it, if you have the budget for it, if you can, if you have a beer garden, for instance, or if you have space for a terrace for a covering like a marquee. Some hotels have invested in all this. If you're a smaller business or if you just don't have that kind of a a space available outside your property, it's not going to work as well. So that's why restaurants are arguing so keenly for the return of indoor dining. But that's a little further down the road. What I'm not exactly clear on poll is I book my hotel, I take off to Kerry or Galway or Donegal or wherever it might be. 
But what will the experience be like? It can't be like it was before. It has to be something very different. Can I go to the swimming pool? Will I be able to have my buffet at breakfast? What awaits me when I get there? That's a great question. And I think people really have to think about that. When you go on holiday, you want to just plug out. You want to relax. You want to have a break. That's what holidays are. Clearly, we can't go out and party like it's 2019. But what I do think we can expect is something similar to what we saw in 2020. Now, the safety guidelines are being finalised. But what that might look like is pre-booking your breakfast slot, not, you know, going up and, and ramming yourself into the buffet, having table service, um, you might have to book a pool slot um, with a limited number of people in the pool. And Irish people, you know, they like to just show up when the notion takes them. They don't necessarily, <laughs> don't necessarily like to say my swimming is at 12.15 to 12.45. But we're going to have to do it. And that may be the price of holidaying this year. We're, we're also going to see, look, and we're all well used to it at this, uh, at this time, the, the yellow decals, the social distancing, the capacity limits. We're still going to have the masks indoors just because we've made this great vaccination process doesn't mean that we're off the leash for summer and the small kind of sad changes that remind us about this stupid virus where B&B hosts can't shake your hand and stuff like that but I think the fact that we're sitting here today talking about a holiday is such a great place to be in when you consider where we were a few weeks ago and I caught up a little bit earlier with Neil he's the manager of the Celtic Ross Hotel in Ross Carberry to talk about what it might look like. Nice to see you. Yeah you too it's nice to be talking with a little bit of sunshine on the horizon. Ah, absolutely, absolutely. We have a June as well as a July, which we didn't uh, think we'd have at one point. So it's a huge bonus cash flow wise. I think it'll save a lot of businesses. I took a walk the night of the announcement and I was having a panic attack, I think, thinking I've got so much to do. And what about price this summer, Neil? Will people have to pay more than they might have in summers before? I think our rate is a small bit higher, but at the same time, we're making improvements to the business to try and ensure that the value for money is is excellent. And we certainly are being very mindful that it's, you know, all we're trying to, our metrics are that we can, you know, we can deliver an amazing experience for a value for money, which people feel that they walk away and go, I'm coming back next year. And I think whilst our rate is slightly up year on year, it's purely up to reflect additional costs. It's not up because we're saying, let's make more. Understood. Okay, last question for you. Will I be able to have a pint at the bar? I hope so. Uh, I think last year that was that was the thing at the start of the uh, when we opened up. It, it was difficult. I've not had actual clarity on on what the situation is there this year, and I, I really hope so because I think at the end of the day, if you come and stay in a hotel, that's what you should be allowed to do. You know, you're there to relax. So uh, I think the the indications are you can, um, but I'll I'll need need to see the uh, see see the government uh, guidelines and Fulcher Ireland guidelines to be sure. But it seems like it will be. Paul, a pint at the bar. Um, yeah, it sounds good. But you you asked him there about the idea of, because not your language, mine perhaps, customers being ripped off. And our colleagues in the Belfast Telegraph after Northern Ireland opened up again were talking about fury because a lot of pubs were charging £6 a pint. And I think people suspect something like that will happen here as well. Yeah, and, and people are right to be cautious about this. We, we've all been burnt before in this country on rip-offs. No one wants to be gouged. We have to go into this summer with our eyes open, though. This We're talking about July and August when millions of us want to shoehorn the same type of holiday into the same place, you know, while all the kids are off school. So there, it's, it's, we're going to see peak season prices. 
Hotels have a right to a profit. They have extra costs in terms of all the health and safety protocol they have to put in place. They can cater for fewer guests, etc, etc. But look, to a family going on holidays, that doesn't make a jot of difference. You want good value, right? I want good value. If you're finding that hard to find by the coast in July and August, a couple of things you can do. Firstly, look away from the coast, look inland to the inland county, to the inland counties and lakelands. You'll often find better availability there and surprising value, especially if you go midweek. You don't have to go on holiday for a week. You don't have to go for 14 days. We're planning lots of day trips two and three night trips. And the other thing you can do is push away from July and August. Think about those first three weeks in June Neil talked about there that uh, surprised him. There's more availability there. And the last week in August, because it straddles the return to school, we're also seeing prices dip a little bit there. So Paul, hotels are great, but I suppose in the these times we are, pandemic times, a lot of people will look at self-catering as a preferable option. You get a key, you get to decide who comes and goes, and really you get to, I suppose, control your holiday much more than you might in a hotel environment. Is that proving popular? Oh, you're put, you've put your finger on it exactly. And that's going through my head. It's going through so many p- uh, people's heads at the moment. Uh, us Irish love self-catering at the best of times, but I think even more so now. Uh, self-catering has been booking strong. And there are, an, in north of 30,000 self-catering properties on the island. So there is availability out there. And I spoke, just to see how things are going, I checked in today with Morini Warku of the Irish Self-Catering Federation on this. What's the weather like down there with you? Well, it isn't great, really, but sure. <laughs> it's it's kind of like blowing a gale. I kind of thought I might get out for a walk with the dog, but uh, no, it was windy and wet. Well, hopefully we get the bad weather out before we have our summer of the outdoors. Exactly. Tell me this. Um, how has COVID impacted the self-catering sector? What's changed? Well, I suppose, we, first of all, we've been closed since October. Our members have taken the COVID safety certificate with Falter Ireland. And there's a lot of protocols involved in that. So we are not being rude when we say to people, please leave at 10 o'clock in the morning, because it takes a lot longer to get a place, first of all, cleaned and then sterilized. And we'll also be asking people to put their uh, linen in bags outside the house and leave the windows open before they leave. When the next group arrives, we will be possibly meeting them, we'll be meeting them, but we won't be going into the house with them. We'll be saying your keys are here in a particular place and all the information which we'd normally have will be found online for those who've booked with us. So there's quite a lot of strict protocols in place. Uh, And if a light bulb goes while you're staying in the house, we'll tell you where to find another light bulb, but we can't go into the house. Uh, And have you had any luck booking somewhere yourself? I have. I got a peach of a week up in Ackill about a month ago. I had I had messaged a whole load of people saying, I want to go to, you know, Ackill or Connemara in July. And then somebody phoned me up and said, I've got a cancellation, a German cancellation for the 14th of August. And I went, whoopee. Well, Paul, she, Maura does this day in, day out, and she had to rely on a cancellation to get something. 
Is it too late to be looking? I don't think so. And I think she had a little tip hiding in there that's a really good one. There's a lot of overseas bookings caught up in the system. If you think about German, French, uh, Italian holidaymakers, remember those who would have booked for this year or would have postponed from last year. And typically they wouldn't release their bookings until 30 days before arriving. So they can still come free. So if you have your heart set on Kerry or Wexford or Donegal, wherever it might be, call them asked to be put on a cancellation list and you never know. Your luck might come in. Uh, I suppose another option perhaps is Airbnb. Now when I think of Airbnb I think of maybe going to London for a weekend or somewhere in Europe and I see it more in that context but is it popular for Irish people to use Airbnb in Ireland? Increasingly so, absolutely. And there are thousands and thousands of properties on there, ranging from sort of city centre apartments to restored castles and traditional old self-catering houses. So there is lots of choice there. And you can also book by by the night or by a couple of nights. So that's an, op- an option as well. We're not all going to be taking seven night holidays this summer. And one other opportunity that might, or one other tip you might like to look at is a home swap. Home swap. Yeah. Have you ever done one of those? Absolutely not. I'm, I'm intrigued. So is this where I go down and stay in your luxurious pad in Greystones and you stay in my hovel in Glasnevin? Exactly. And I might even look after your dog if, if you're lucky, thrown into the bargain. Look, typically what we're looking at here is it's a structured system. Websites like Homelink and Intervac, people sign up, become members. There's strict criteria to observe and people will be used to swapping houses with other families or other homeowners overseas on the continent they would come to Ireland and so on but needs must here we are in a pandemic so we are seeing a growth in people doing that here in Ireland and just tell me so how does that work so I find some randomer on the internet and decide to let them into my house and I head off to theirs in the hope that they actually have three beds and a clean bathroom No, you narrow the internet down to a reputable website and you look for a place where people are signed up as members where they're remember you're you're going to their house they're coming to yours it's in everybody's interest to do this by the book there are membership fees involved now clearly it's not for everybody and everybody mightn't be comfortable with this idea but it does exist it's a holiday community out there it's an option you might look at So Paul, I'm on my holidays. I've managed to get a booking. I've avoided being ripped off. I've packed up the car and I've drove inter-county. What can I do when I get there? Because I have spent the last year walking around the same parks in my five kilometres. I want some activities. I want to do something energetic and different. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're just capturing it perfectly there. It feels like going to Australia, doesn't it? Just going beyond the 5K at the moment. The first thing, let me rewind for a bit, back up before you leave that house, before you break out in your 5K, wherever you're going, sit down beforehand and book a few activities in advance. So whether you're going to do the surf lesson or try a stand-up paddleboard or hire the bike or go to Photo Wildlife Park whatever it may be book it ahead they have limited capacity numbers some of them are working on time slots and this is busy season so just get that sorted and don't end up pulling into the car park and then having to turn out again and and trying to buy the kids off with ice cream because they can't get into the zoo do the work in advance Um, I think and in terms of what's open you're going to have a nice run uh, or the, the full spread of outdoor activities all of these guys have been working really hard on their safety protocols. They're going to be open, book ahead. So I think there's loads to look forward to. Might it be a slightly more enjoyable, and maybe I'm clutching at straws, a slightly more enjoyable experience because of those smaller numbers. So if I decide 
I'm going to go ki- get a kayaking lesson. Presumably, the num- even though it's outdoors, presumably with changing areas and all that, that maybe it has to be a smaller group than what we yeah. might have done in the past. Uh, maybe so. It, yeah, it will in certain situations, absolutely. And they might, you, you have ho- household limitations on the number of people you can put on. This will all depend on the safety guidelines. But yes, and also the fact that this is such a sweet sense of as- anticipation. Like if you're even out there just enjoying yourselves with a couple of other people it'll be glorious after the the months of lockdown we've just been enduring and we we've already talked a little bit about what might happen in hotels in terms of swimming pools and having to god forbid book breakfast and plan what time you're going to get up on your holidays it doesn't seem natural but what about things like the play areas that some hotels have or the kids clubs where you want to throw them in for an hour so you can head to the outdoor bar will yeah. they be open they will now they mightn't be the exact same as you remember and there will be definitely more of an emphasis on the outdoors but hotels have been working and you know they've been working hard behind the scenes to create new walks new outdoor activities that they can do play areas all of that so yes they will be different but they will be there we, we flip in this conversation between talking about rules and regulations and health protocols that makes it feel unrelaxing but I really do feel once we're out there once we have free time we're in a different county and we have a little bit of money to spend to treat ourselves it's just going to feel great So, Paul, you very helpfully gave me some tips, uh, a list of tips uh, for when I actually get on my way on my holidays. But do you want to share some of them with listeners? Because the first one is get on the phone, which is something I never do. Yeah, and and, and not many people do. This is back to kind of old school uh, holiday booking. Lots of us book on big holiday websites, um, but they charge uh, commissions. So if you get on the phone and book directly with a hotel or with a self-catering provider, you can save that or you can split the difference. Not only that, but you can then begin to haggle. A lot of the value, I think, in Irish holidays this summer will be added stuff like a dinner along the way. They might throw in a ticket or two to a local attraction. Um, they might give you this American style resort credit where you can get, you know, 20% off a treatment or or uh, that kind of thing as well. But I have to, I have to ask you, how do I haggle? You just have to, you, you, t- you count to five in your head on the phone. <laughs> count it down and say, is that the best you can do? <laughs> and repeat as necessary. No, but in all seriousness, you are, a hotel wants you to stay an extra night. It wants you to spend money on site. So just take it from that approach. You know, I'm going, I've earned this. We're a family of four. We're going to be staying with you for three or four nights. What can you do for us? And it works. It, it Look, I'm not going to say they'll give you a free holiday or you'll be, you know, but you will definitely get an upgrade. You will definitely get a bottle of wine. You will definitely get a 20% off. Yeah. Give it a shot. The next thing I want to tell you is check the TNCs. This is something else nobody wants to do. Do you ever read those TNCs? I certainly don't. But look, and I hate to be that I don't want to bring us this all back to the pandemic. The first sense of a sore throat or a runny nose or a cough in the back of the car and it's going to be panic stations so just you know you could get the phone call saying you're a close contact whatever it may be make sure just that you check the TNCs what happens if you have to cancel or what happens if you have to postpone a cancellation policy is very different if it's a self-catering or an Airbnb or a hotel so just know what you're getting into and the final thing and I've learned this by experience is pack a few coins in the car do you remember coins? I had real world experience of this at the weekend Paul because I was at one of those outdoor markets buying some pick and mix I took out my Revolut card and the girl looked at me and go do you have um money by any chance and 
actually she had to say it three times before I comprehended <laughs> what she was asking me for. <laughs> There's old school notes and coins and that happened to me exactly. I got stuck at the car park barrier to Glendalough, which required something like four euro in coins and I had three. So I had to get the, ma- the face mask out and do that embarrassing walk back along the car. Say, has anyone got a euro they can give me? And so this all would have been saved if I just stuck a few coins in the dashboard or in the car. Uh, dashboard or in the car. So... It's a new world out there, but it's also an old world. Okay, some great advice there, Paul. But the one thing I'm going to take away from that is that you should definitely, definitely haggle when you're booking your holidays. Good luck to you in booking your holiday, Paul. And thanks for all your advice. You've been listening to In Focus, the current affairs podcast from independent.ie. Produced by Mary Carroll and sound designed by Dara Kelly. For more on this and other stories, visit independent.ie.